Hey everybody, this is Justin Michael Williams with Motivation for Black People, giving you trusted guidance to make your life better. And this episode, you read the title, you know what's up, we're digging deep in this episode. This episode is about embracing the challenges in your life. And I know you've heard this on Ayanla fixing your life and doing all this kind of stuff, like your challenges make you stronger. But we want to really talk in this episode about how. Not just in the like motivational meme way of like you get stronger by your challenges, but how do you actually grow from your challenges? How do your challenges make you stronger and how do they make you extraordinary? And I have no one better than the person on the line that I have with me right now, our very special guest, Sean Larry Stevens. Sean, say what's up? What's up, guys? (laughs) So Sean is here. And if you don't know about Sean, this man is an author, an entrepreneur, an educator. And check this out. He's been featured by Essence. He's given the keynote at Columbia University and Cornell University. He's been on Good Morning America. He's been on Fox News. He was giving me this long-ass list. And I said, okay, stop, stop, stop. You're making me feel bad (laughs) about myself, Sean. You're making me feel bad about myself. I thought I had done some shit in my life until I read your list. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. But no. I'm kidding, but really, I it's a great honor to have Sean here to speak with us about embracing our challenges and about how to actually go through them. And what I love is that Sean is a speaker and an educator and an author, so he knows how to actually like teach us, you know, how to do stuff versus just kind of talking about it like we see in passing on social media and stuff like that all the time. So, Sean, thank you so yeah. much officially for being here with us today. We are so grateful. Yes, and I'm grateful for the opportunity, Justin. Like you are amazing and truly an inspiration for for someone like me. And so I am um, in honor of just being allowed the opportunity to be on the platform. Oh, thank you. So, so let's talk to the people here today. So we're let's talking about this topic of challenges, right? And we all go through shit in our lives. And I think it, even you know, it's interesting when people look at people who have like a public profile or have had a lot of success. Sometimes it looks like there are no challenges or that the road has come easy. But oftentimes, that's not the experience. And I'm sure you know that really well, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So talk to us about why this topic of overcoming um, and embracing your challenges was important for you to talk about today. Yeah, you know what, I think like in the in the age of social media, right, we are constantly, literally second by second, when I think about picking up my phone, um, and sadly, sometimes the first thing that I open when I wake up in the morning is Instagram, right, we see these realities or what we think is realities of people's lives, and to a certain extent, they definitely are realities, right, but um, when you sit down and ask yourself, like, well, who's really posting, like, the actual stuff, like, they go through, like, no one wants to, no one's going to be truly inspired by, you know, the depressing messages or like the messages that show a journey um, from one place to another. Uh, but what you do is you see the glamour and the lights and the glitter. And uh, one of the things I learned very early on is like everything that glitters is in gold, hey, right? And so yeah. while, while we might be golden, definitely for sure, like the thing that makes us golden are the things that actually push us and uh, like push us into those pressure cookers to make us even better and make us more inspirational. Um, and I think if people were more, I think the, the, the reason I wanted to talk about this topic is because if people were more authentically themselves and, and did show like sometimes like, oh, yeah, I'm a normal person, too, that does have challenges, that does struggle, that does deal with like, 
you know, whatever it is that you're dealing with. And here's how I can like pull those things out and, and support someone else and going through something very similar. I think that's really like, at least that's my purpose in life. And I believe that this should be everyone's purpose in life to really spread positivity, to support one another, to help one another so that we are truly making this world a better place. And the one thing that does show the highlight that stuff is going through some challenges and explaining to people like how it is you overcame them because the reality is challenges are coming left right up down and all the time yes and you know when you're saying this is so interesting like i think what people see like you said like all that glitters you know is in gold and and this like that it's like one of the things that i always um think about and i actually heard this quote the first time from my good friend Sheila Marie, who um, I did an online course with about self-love. And one of the big topics that people were asking about in our course was like, how do you stop comparing yourself to other people? And that social media gives us this moment where we constantly are comparing ourselves to other people's lives. And one of the things that Sheila said that just stuck with me is she said, you cannot compare yourself to other people and to other people's shine and to their success because you do not know what they sacrificed to get there. You have no idea, you know, mm-hmm. what people went through. And I think what you're saying is just so in alignment with that because it's so easy for us to, like, look at people's lives and just see all the things that they posted about on social media that they got, like, a yes from the one success that they got. But we don't hear the, like, 1,000 no's that came before they got that one yes, <laughs> you know? Yes, so. yes, yes. And what you're, what you're saying makes me actually think of uh, the one of the many things I learned from my last relationship, shout out to my ex, um, was, was, like, because I oftentimes did that many years ago, especially, like, in my early 20s when I was super ambitious and wanted to, like, take over the world. Um, one of the things that I learned was like, it is your journey and what's meant for you will be meant for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, when you start to realize that, and it's one thing to like have goals, and, but then it's another thing to constantly compare yourself to something that you don't, that's a false reality that you know nothing of. And so that just makes me, I just have a resonant, just want to resonate on what you just said. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, tell us a little bit about your journey and like, cause now, you know, I see you on Essence and Columbia and Good Morning America. And so like, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, there was a lot to get to this point. So tell, tell me a little bit about your story. Yeah. Wow. Oh man. I, sometimes I, talking about my story is always bittersweet because I, I reflect and get to this emotional space of like, wow, you know, I've actually, I've gone through some stuff. Right. And so my, my very, my very close friends know my journey. My childhood friends definitely have been there for my journey um, and been there for my successes, my high highs and my low lows. And I guess my story really starts with family. Um, I am extremely, extremely family oriented. I'm one of nine siblings. I have a lot of brothers and sisters, uh, a host of cousins. I think the last time I counted my cousins, I was somewhere near 52. Oh my um, gosh. You got like an yeah. old school family. Okay. Like <laughs> pre-birth like control old, family. Okay. Like old family reunion, electric slide type family. Um, and so it starts, it starts with my grandmother, honestly, who was like the backbone of my existence and um, who is still living, who's still, you know, 81 years old and cussing people out and cooking for you in the next sentence. Um, <laughs> she is just, so amazing in so many ways and she's someone who um came here and only had like an eighth grade education but one thing that she truly like taught us to value was our education and i think like that was one of the earlier challenges i had to sort of navigate which i'm sure we'll get into um but my mother 
um, was heavily and and still is heavily addicted to drugs. Um, my father was a, a drug dealer, drug smuggler, um, and so we 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 didn't grow up with that connection to our mother and father, which is like my real first challenge, right? How do I navigate this world with a bunch of brothers and sisters in a family that doesn't have um, the typical quote unquote like head of the household, mom and dad, um, or single mom, right? We had like a, a single grandma who had already been done raising her own children and now was tasked with raising all of us. Mm. Um, and so that, that that's really where my first journey started or my first struggle or challenges or um, opening my eyes, like the things that she went through and the things that she sacrificed just to make sure that we had food on the table. We grew up in poverty, um, you know, section eight housing, um, uh, welfare, you know, like WIC checks and uh, government cheese is the joke that, you know, everyone used to grow up talking about. But yeah. like we really had we really had nothing and we were growing up in the hood, um, you know, projects and like very poor education system. Uh, and while and reflecting on that, even as an adult, like it, t- it makes me it takes me back to like all the hard moments that we have as a family but all those moments but we didn't even know that they were hard because our grandmother was was masking this and everyone around us sort of had the same thing right. uh it wasn't until like until i got older where i recognized wow like we really had nothing like we couldn't cover our books with um fancy you know uh coverings in schools and we went to public schools where you had to like protect your books and give them back at the end of the, of the year and that was one of the things that really resonates with me as a memory that sticks out in third grade like my friends having what they call book socks and they were fabric and colorful and we had to wrap our books with paper brown bags i did the same i knew you were gonna say that i did the paper brown (laughs) bag thing too the paper brown bags and like drawing on the front cover right like drawing on it yes that was our that was that was our way of of design like that's where i think my creative spirit started um in third grade when i just had to imagine i had these beautiful book socks right but i think like even even those moments really taught me to value like well, you were born into the circumstance and like the true testament to who you are is what you do with that circumstance, right? Mm. It's like, do I victim to it? I, and I'm the first in my family to graduate from high school, the first in my family to graduate from college, and I'm pursuing my doctorate degree now. I have, you know, more degrees than I can count, thank you, Lord, and more more bills to pay too. <laughs> but I think I think like my childhood actually taught me to embrace that challenge because I was in I was in a commitment to myself to not be a victim of everything that my family went through. To not grow up and be like many of my uncles who were out there selling drugs. To not grow up and be like my mother who fell victim to the spirit of bondage and that she couldn't get out from. Um, and really tried to figure out like, well, how can I be the success story in my life? How can I embrace these challenges and like push through and figure it out? And it became a, a very positive motivational challenge for me because then I wanted to figure it out. I wanted to solve this problem for my family. Um, and while I haven't solved it yet, you know, I think I'm getting really close to, to sharing my, my, my level of excellence with the rest of my family and um, inspiring my nieces and nephews to go to college, my, brother, my, my brothers and sisters to go to college and achieve a level of success that only they can define for themselves. Mm. And you know what? As you're talking about this, so like, I resonate with you so deeply. Like, I think you're just speaking straight to me from me reflecting back at me. And I think one of the things that I am curious about is I'm sure many people listening are like, being that person in your family who's like the one who made it, like the one who was successful, the one who is supposed to save the family. Does that give you any sense of like pressure um, or any sense of like stress around it? I mean, obviously I know it's a great honor to have too, but is there any sense, how do you, is there any other feelings about that for you? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you asked that question because even that in and of itself is a journey that I'll take you through in the next like minute or so. Um, one of my favorite shows, and I talk about this all the time, was Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, growing up, like Martin, I'm old school, 90s. Like I love, you know, Living Single, Cosby. And Fresh Prince resonated with me because I used to watch and always imagine like maybe I have a rich uncle in California and across the, you know, across the country that I can go to and live this life where Princeton is the college that you're thinking about, where Hillary is like getting anything that she wants, where, you know, this beautiful mansion. Um, and right now I have finally become, you know, to a certain extent, the Uncle Phil for my family. Mm. Um, now that, that journey wasn't, that journey wasn't easy because I was the, I was the Will Smith in that situation, right? Like little kid from the hood, you know, getting shipped from house to house because of whatever problems um, and finally landed upon that success. But for me, the hardest times were feeling those pressures as like a kid and as a high school student um, and even as a college student. As a college student, you know, I barely was making it. I went to Cornell for undergrad and I was a double major, double minor. And no one had gone to college. No one had, I didn't, I couldn't call anyone for this experience. And so I was working a little work study job and sending money back home to my family. Mm -hmm. Like those those pressures, like, is my, is my little sister okay? Like, does my grandmother have enough food to feed everyone? Like, those are pressures that I was dealing with in college. And I even made some crazy decisions upon graduating from college to, like, go back home and, like, work odd jobs and try to, like, support my family. And then I finally made a decision that I knew would only benefit everyone if I made it um, concretely and really stuck with it, which was, like, Sean, like, live your life to your fullest. And you'll be able to give so much more as you get older. Yeah. And I'm thankful. Yes, it's very, very, it, it was so much pressure. Um, and it was really difficult. And really, no one saw the tears at night and the, the, the battle that I had internally conflicted of whether or not do I continue to give back to my family. And it was one of my frat brothers who set me down and said, Sean, like, if you don't get away and get away far for college and get away further right after college, you're never going to be able to come back and give back the way that you want. Uh, and now, you know, I'm minutes away from all of my brothers and sisters, from all of my nieces and nephews, from my grandmother, who is, you know, 10 minutes away from my job. And now I can give back in such a more meaningful way because I took a couple of years to really establish who Sean was. And had I sacrificed that for my family, I wouldn't be where I was. So I think mm. the, lesson, the lesson learned there is like it might it's not really selfish. So I, I push people to like not think about it that way. It's actually more altruistic for you to give to yourself because you fill your own cup and then it runs over for, for, for everyone else. Mm, I love this. And and so like for people listening who don't right now, like in their lives, it's not realistic for them to like leave or go to college or like, you know, leave their home and like establish themselves as who they are separate from everybody else and then maybe come back. Like how, what would you recommend for people who are going through something and they're wanting to have that moment where they can start to pour into themselves and but they do have like very you know we got really real shit we got to take care of you know in our lives at the same time so like what are your tips for people going through those challenges who are still trying to fill up their own cup yeah i think so like everything in life i feel like it really does start with self right and like yes we go through a lot of different things yes there are a lot of constraints but i think Sometimes we don't make decisions because we are so conflicted within ourselves and don't commit to, to, to ourselves, commit to self-discovery, commit to like wanting to pull yourself out. And once you finally say, you know what, I get that everything's going on around here, 
but I am committing to myself because this is the larger why. And once you decide that internally, you then can create a plan. I think like step two, you can't do anything without a plan, right? Like I had to plan to struggle through high school in order to get into a great college and go away. Uh, and that was a tough decision, but I made a plan and the plan worked out. There are many times where even in college, I said, I need to go back home. But I said, nope, what's my plan so that I can finish? And so when you sit down and you strategically think about your own plan and how that impacts others and then share those and share those plans, no one, no one in your life wants to see you fail. At least that's my firm belief. I assume right. the best about everyone. And I have, you know, I have a great support network of friends and brothers and family who I know only want to see, see me succeed and I know who's going to be there. Like when you share those plans with your family, with your friends, with those things that you think might be holding you back, you'll actually be surprised how much they're going to be like, oh, yeah, no, you should go off and do this. Oh, no, this would be better for you and for us later. How can I support you? And I think we're, we're so like, especially as black people, if I can get real with you for a second. Please. I feel like. We're so prideful. We're so uh, scared. We're so, I mean, we're a lot of things. We're excellent in every single way. But like a lot of our own, uh, the mental oppression that has been imposed upon us for the last four or 500 years still sits with us and has been passed down ancestrally. And I think like we need need to break those, we need to break those chains and understand that people around us actually do want to see us succeed. Like I don't, I don't like this idea of being crabs in the barrel and like we pull each other down. Like there is, there are more people surrounded in your life who actually want to see you carry out the plan that God has for you or that you have for yourself or whatever higher being that you live in. And so my ultimate advice is start with yourself, decide and commit to yourself, make a plan and share that plan with, with everyone in your life so that they can collectively support you so that you can collectively bring everyone else up with you. Mm, I love this so much. And you know, you're reminding me of one of my clients that I, that I worked with a couple of years ago she was one of her big things was she was just like, I want to start meditating, but I can't meditate because my house is so loud and everybody always needs me and this and that. And, you know, she was doing all this coaching on on meditation. And then I told her, I said, have you tried like asking your kids and asking your family like, hey, every day at this time, I need 15 minutes TV off everything. Like, is there 15 minutes in the day? When I can just, we can all agree that I won't be bothered. And she was like, there's no way that's going to happen. They need me. This need me. Da, 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 da. And I said, ask. Just ask. And she thought for, I was crazy. They were like, oh, my God, of course. Mom, this is such an amazing idea. We're so happy you're doing this. And they gave her yeah. that time consistently every day. And so I think we all are often afraid to... Uh, ask, like you said, and ask for support and ask for help and ask for space, ask to take up more space, you know, and we have to, we have to be vulnerable enough to allow ourselves to do that. Otherwise we'll never grow. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So Sean, I know that you came today to this podcast with three very specific tips that you want to give to people that are really important for our listeners to know when it comes to overcoming challenges and just really living, you know, an extraordinary life. And so I don't want to rush through these tips. So I want to get started now. (laughs) So I'm like, educate us, Mr. Sean, what are your tips? Oh, guys, what's such pressure? So, the, I mean, they're, they're tips, but they're, but they're not easy, right? Like, you know, like nothing else in life, like everything else in life, if, if they're not easy. Um, how do I start? I, I think the first one, honestly, and this is um, because of my own personal journey, it wasn't until I was unapologetically myself that I was actually, like, 
able to propel myself into a level of, of, of excellence that, that is exponentially growing. Like every day I wake up and there are just more and more, more and more positive things coming into my life, whether it's positive people, positive opportunities, positive promotions, because I'm so vulnerable and authentic with who I am. And so my, my first tip is like to really do that self-discovery and to define who you are and be unapologetically you. I think sometimes we are often, uh, especially as black people, we're too, you know, we're too, too afraid to be ourselves, right? Yeah. We're, we're, too, we're too black, whatever that means, right? Our passion sometimes in a workplace is perceived as aggression. Um, you might feel like you're, you're not masculine enough. You're too feminine. Like, there are so many things that, that mentally suppress us that, that doesn't allow us to really be our, ourselves in every single sense of the, word, of the phrase. Like, you know, we have this level of double consciousness that only adds more stress and anxiety onto who we are. Um, and so my advice to people is really just be who you are meant to be. People value who you are, especially if those are, especially if there are people in your life who you think are super important, they're going to value you more when you are unapologetic about who you are. Now, I'm not saying go out here and be all Looney Tunes crazy and sing stuff and um, but anything that's going to like defame who you are in terms of your character. Um, and it's not easy, but I really, it's really hard. Um, it's a really hard challenge for, to be who you are meant to be, but it's a challenge that's worth embracing. I Those are the, that's the thing that makes you, yeah, that's the thing that makes you extraordinary. Be unapologetic about who you are every single second of the day. I love this. And you know, I have to be really honest with you, like transparent that that has been, I would say like one of my life's, greatest challenges and um is just showing up as me all the time and I think it was so it's so interesting because I grew up you know like being praised really for being a chameleon you know but you can be a chameleon so much that you like lose who you are in the middle of all that shape shifting (laughs) you know and I think so many of us this happens to because, you know, when I've talked to a lot of people who are, are listening to this podcast or coming to our events and things like that, they say that um, they've been so validated for being who they're not, that they've learned to be somebody they're not, to be accepted. And then the person who they really were inside was somebody who was never fully loved, was never fully accepted. And so that person kind of gets shut down. And as we get older, we kind of build our character on these false narratives of validation. Um, And so, God, I mean, it's just, I love that you said this is not easy, right? Because it's not. It's like a constant uncovering. But we have to start doing the work, reading the books, listening to the podcast, going to the seminars, doing your journaling, going to therapy, uncovering the shit that will help you really understand who you really are underneath. I love that tip, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it makes me think of like, you know, the thing, what sets people apart or what sets you apart as a human can sometimes feel like a burden and it's not. And a lot of times it's that exact thing that sets you apart that makes you extraordinary and makes you great. And once people realize that and own all of that, because I struggle with it too, I'm still, I'm still finding myself, but there was a really critical point when I, I was at, I was 27 years old and I dedicated my life to living for me and being honest about who I was. And literally overnight, it seemed like my life changed. So that's my first tip. Um, my second, um, which is, we're probably all dealing with this one too. Right. And it seems really cliche, but it's, follow your passion and like understand truly understand your why take a leap of faith and just do it follow your passion 
um, because that's the thing that fuels you. That's the thing that wakes you up. Um, and it might be the actual thing that scares you because you're not doing it right now. And I think we all balance that internal conflict of, you know, well, Sally Mae is knocking at the door or the bill you know, the rent man is knocking at the door. The mortgage lender is knocking at the door and they don't give you any handouts or any extra time. Right. And right. so I get that, like, there's some like life, you know, real things that happen that prevent us from, you know, following the, the thing that we, that our heart is telling us to do every single day, but because it doesn't bring the, the other value that you need in your life to sustain you, you sometimes run from it. And I think we just spend too much time in, in, in our heads. And what we really need to do is just execute. We need to like get out of our heads and just do. We need to take the chance. And what you, what you what people don't realize is that you're actually taking a chance on yourself. Mm. And at the end of the day, you should have enough value and love for yourself to know that you're not going to fail. You're not going to fail yourself. The only thing holding you back is like the fear of failure inside of your head. Um, but if you don't embrace that failure, you're never going to know what success, success feels like. Mm. So you, Mm-hmm. You really do have to, you know, the darkest, the darkest, um, the darkest, uh, the, the greatest light is always preceded by like the darkest challenge. And mm-hmm. I want to feel that light. Like I just want, I, w- I want to feel that light after that crazy challenge, because I know that the, it's going to be the most important thing that pushes me out of my comfort zone and allows me to grow so I can grow others. I love this. And you know, it, this reminds me of, um, one of the podcast episodes that we did, uh, a little while ago, if people scroll down the feed, they'll see it. I think it's called um, The Five Toxic Habits Keeping You From Living Your Purpose. And one of the big things that we discussed in that episode that is like just so in alignment with what you're saying is that um, people who grow and live extraordinary lives are people who get used to putting themselves in uncomfortable positions. Right. And people who are used to acting. I love that you said just like you just got to do shit. You just got to do it. It's people who are who put themselves in positions where they take action even when they're scared, not waiting till they're not scared, you know, and I I think that's such an important tip. Yeah. Yeah. And my last one, um, which actually just comes out of my my podcast uh, called Walking Your Excellence. Walking Your Excellence is my last tip. Uh, and that takes a lot of soul searching. That takes a lot of confidence. Um, and you have to be extraordinary in order to just even live this because it's not just a phrase. It's a mindset. It's a lifestyle. It's how you view yourself and how you think the world views you. And that, that, that co- constant, like, dichotomous interaction between those two. Um, and walking your excellence is less about the tip, that defining this tip universally. It's really about pushing people to think about what, how do you define excellence for yourself? Mm. Sit down and ask yourself, what makes me unique? What makes me special? What do I bring into this world that nobody else could ever bring? I am the only person that has this uniqueness, that has this skill, this talent, this mind, this beauty, this intellect. I'm the only person who can share it with the world. So I need to choose to live my life every day walking in that excellence and spreading it. And even that in and of itself, is like a challenge, but it creates this mindset and mentality of resilience um, and, and ultimately just leads you to live a healthier, happier life, right? We can't, live, we can't live in this space of like always being stressed. You know, we've heard about the silent killer, um, you know, and like being in this constant mental battle of like who you are and who you want to be, et cetera, just adds stress to your life and ultimately lessens your life by years. So when you're living a life of passion that's full of like confidence, when you're walking in your excellence, you'll ultimately 
uh, contributing to the multiplier effect. You're not even making yourself better and growing. You're able to spread that positivity and love to other people, and everyone around you is growing as well. And I, like one of my favorite quotes actually comes from Becoming, um, Michelle Obama's new book. And she says, like, there's power in allowing yourself to be known and heard in owning your unique story and using your authentic voice. And there's grace in being willing to know and hear others. Mm-hmm. And like when I when I read that, like I had to put the book down and just like take the rest of the day to just reflect on it. it was mm-hmm. that Can you me. say it one more time? Can you say the quote one more time? Yes, it's Michelle Obama becoming. There's power in allowing yourself to be known and heard in owning your unique story in using your authentic voice. And there's grace in being willing to know and hear others. Mm. I mean, the concept in that phrase, just, I mean, mm. power is in that phrase, authenticity is in that phrase, passion is in that phrase, grace is in that phrase, supporting others is in that phrase, telling you, the power of storytelling is in that phrase. There's so much in two sentences that really like have become my mantra and like all the things that I start to value, that I'm valuing even more in my life every day. Uh, and it is because I've chosen to walk in my excellence. Mm, my gosh, I just have my eyes closed, like feeling into that, that you just said, that's, that's so real, you know, that's so real. And I think what I love about just the arc of this, of this episode from where we started to now is just understanding and just you also just being such a clear example to people of, um, really overcoming through challenge, you know, and we all can. And, you know, I think a lot of times people look at other people and say like, oh, well, I can't accomplish that because I lived like this or I grew up like that or I grew up like this. And there's a moment where like, obviously our stories and where we come from is important, but there's a moment where they don't have to define who we are. We get to write the future of that story. And I think the tips that you gave, even though they're not easy tips, they're like, those are kind of like, the things that we will constantly be overcoming and questioning and discovering throughout our lives, but we have to yeah. be in the constant discovery of it all the time, yeah. you know, Absolutely. and that, that's what I love. It, those things have to become a priority. Oh, Sean, you're Justin, amazing. What you you say? I have one more thing. What you said just like really made me think about something that we all need to challenge ourselves to do. And we'll conclude with this. We have to change our mindset. Like, cha- like what you, what I heard you saying of like, Oh, we, uh, you know, woe is me. And this is happening. Like challenges aren't done to you; they're done for you. Like they they are done. Hold like, on, pause can... and say that again. People <laughs> got to hear that one more time. Say that one more time, yeah, nice and slow. Challenges, like we have to change our mindset. Challenges are not done to you, but for you. Oof. Like you, you cannot be a victim. You can like if you if you sit in this space of just like oh, all these things are happening to me and you don't create an action plan and you don't pull yourself back up and you don't fight back and challenge it back, you're, you, you, all you're doing is wasting time and you're creating a depressive state and you're like, you need to embrace and plan and push through and overcome. And that, that joy is the greatest joy in the world when you feel like, oh, I just went through this and guess what? I am stronger because of it. I have a new mindset. I am more resilient. I am more powerful. And I now compete someone else who I know is going through it, uh, you know, even through Instagram, right? Or even through social media across the world, someone will be inspired by your story, but you cannot be a victim of it. Challenges aren't done to you. They're for you. Mm, 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 mm. That is a big old period at the end of the, at the end of the podcast. That is so beautiful. <laughs> oh, I love it, Sean. I feel like literally we could do like a whole series with you. I mean, I can just feel it, you know, unfolding. But this is I'm looking at the time and 
I know it's our time to to go. And so I'm wondering for everybody who wants to know how to look you up, what you have going on, you know, how to get in touch, what are the best ways for people to stay connected with you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my my personal um, platform on Instagram is Formula22. That's F-O-R-M-U-L-A-2-2. Um, and my podcast, Walking Your Excellence, is spelled exactly how it is on Instagram. Uh, it is on iTunes. It is on uh, Google Play, all the things, all the platforms. And my website is my name, Sean Larry, so www.seanlarry.com. Uh, and those are the easiest ways to find me. Like I'm, I'm always, you know, easily accessible through DM or a comment, and I'm always um, engaging with every single person who follows me. Um, and so I would just want That's to spread great. the love back to. And y'all be respectful, sliding in his DMs, okay? You hear me? Oh, be please. respectful. <laughs> you know, please, I am single though. So. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> putting that out okay that's amazing all right sean thank you so much i'm so grateful to have you on here and this is such a gift to me and to everybody listening to have your wisdom being shared with us so thank you again for for being here with us and thank you you are spreading so much positivity just in the the, in this and everything that you're doing so i appreciate your journey for making me even stronger oh thank you and for you listening right now thank you for taking the time out of your day out of your busy schedule out of all the shit you got going on in your lives to allow me and sean to be in your ears for these 30 minutes i know there are so much the world is so compelling there's so many things happening and so this is an honor that we do not take for granted If you haven't done so already, make sure you go to motivationforblackpeople.com, put in your name and email address to subscribe to our weekly episodes. We never send any spam. We just send one episode every week to help you live your dreams on your terms. And this is all created for us and by us, of course, Motivation for Black People. This has been Justin Michael Williams, and I will talk to you on the next episode.